0: Welcome to the Sunday night edition of the PFF forecast. We are finally back. We are live. Uh, The game wasn't much of a game, Dallas and New York. So we're starting a little bit early. um, Get ourselves a nice night's rest heading into Monday uh, and Monday night football. It's going to be a great show. We, as usual, are going to guess the week two lines. We're also going to do a little new segment, buy or sell some of the reactions to week one. I've got Brad. I've got Arjun. It's going to be a fantastic show first edition of the live guess the lines for the 2023 NFL season. Let's rock. <laughs> All right, we did it. We made it. Um, that was a weird week one, uh, a very, very weird start. I mean, Thursday night was strange without Travis Kelsey. Obviously, we over-dissected that game a bunch. But today was kind of wacky and crazy. Um, you had the Rams uh, as a pretty big underdog, absolutely destroying the, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you had Tua eviscerating the Chargers. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit um but uh but yeah it's uh it's amazing that we've made it uh, the Giants um are they still playing do we know are they have they given up if they ran off the field yet?
1: well they never started playing George but they are on the oh. field <laughs> still <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man I was so pumped for that game and it was crazy because it, it really did start off and it looked you were like oh wow the Giants like kind of showed up They like, came to play a little bit um and then uh the the field goal got blocked and and everything else was was downhill from there um arjun you had a rough day today as a a member of of the chargers but i feel like you were prepared for that you had to know that was kind of coming right
2: yeah i mean i i talked about it last week that like this the chargers dolphins game was just going to be a game full of swings and that's just what it was there i think there were eight lead changes over the course of that game and um you know, with with four, three, four minutes left and Dolphins getting the ball back, you kind of, I kind of had that feeling that uh, Dolphins were going to go down and score just based on how that game was going. So not a a great performance by the Chargers defense from there, but uh, in that game, but, you know, we'll move on.
0: All right, we're going to do a new segment. Um, It is uh, a way for us to get through kind of the reactions to the week without blabbering on so that we can get to the best segment of the week which is guessing the next week's lines um, and we've got a, a contest that um, we had nearly 100 people um, get involved in this week which was awesome um, so we've incorporated the members of the printing press the discord if you have not joined and you are new and you're hanging out with us make sure you go uh, and get involved there so that you can be a part of guessing the lines yourself we will actually show what the the members of the printing press who submitted their guesses, what they have um, and compare that to uh, us three and of course the actual market. Um, and of course we'll bet uh, the lines that we like early. Uh, so here's how this works. Um, we're going to kind of go around, we're going to bring up a particular angle that uh, we are potentially buying and uh, the others are going to decide whether we are buying or selling that concept. We're going to start with you Arjun. Um, what is your big takeaway from, uh, from this week?
2: Yeah, so I know the podcast in general has been high on the Browns since really the offseason started, but I thought this was a a pretty dominant performance by them, Um, beating the Bengals by 21. Uh, Joe Burrow just, you know, just on Thursday agreed to the largest or the most expensive contract in NFL history, signing for $55 million a year, and he didn't even even eclipse 100 yards through the air. Now, I understand, I, I was watching that entire game, you know, a lot of rain, weather was a pretty big factor in that but i did think the the browns offense was was way more effective and i thought they were doing a better job of scheming players open and also playing towards the conditions um, and this was honestly the first game i think i've ever watched with the bengals that joe burrow and jamar chase chase slash t higgins did not connect on a go ball i think they threw about like five or six of them denzel ward was there grant delpit was there they they did a tremendous job in coverage it, it was a stark contrast to the browns last year who ranked dead last in the rate of uh, plays that were perfectly covered and this you know in this game i felt they were perfectly covering everything and nothing was easy for the bengals not to mention that um you know that revamped Uh, defensive line i thought it did a pretty good job of stopping the run um our initial numbers have them with 18 total pressures two sacks uh, six qb hits three of them from zadari smith two from miles garrett so the guys who are getting paid really showed up and i thought it was an overall encouraging performance from the defense which was pretty bad last year then on offense you know can't really do much with the weather i thought deshaun watson kind of struggled a little bit especially throwing with the rain um missed a lot of wide open throws in my opinion and and I think missed some open reads, but Nick Chubb still is dominant self. And I I really like that the Browns incorporated Nick Chubb into their passing game more. Um, I can't tell if, if it was more of a a, a one game sample size because of the rain and they just wanted to get the ball out quick, or if it's actually, if it's actually going to be a part of their offense this year, getting the ball to Nick Chubb more often. But overall I thought it was, it was a really encouraging performance play calling was great and players, you know uh, you know, I thought I thought played hard in a pretty big divisional game.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm buying the Cleveland Browns. I think this is legit. We we opened the show making fun of Daniel Jones. The Bengals had a lower success rate on offense than the New York Giants did and that is with Daniel Jones throwing two picks <laughs> going 15 to 28. Uh, and having taking seven sacks. And yet the Bengals actually had, uh, by about five percentage points of their plays, a lower success rate. So, you mentioned it, though. Shelby Harris, tackle for loss. Ogba Akaronko, sack and tackle for loss. The secondary looked really good, too. Denzel Ward was awesome. And the Bengals, for the first time, with Jamar Chase on the field, lost by more than a field goal with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, got blown out. Um, I- I'm buying the Browns because I was already bought in on the Browns coming into the year.
0: Okay. I, I want to make it a, a clean sweep. But I cannot buy what Deshaun Watson put on the field today. I can't. I have a large sample that tells me that Joe Burrow isn't that bad. I actually now have a pretty large sample that tells me Deshaun Watson is that bad. They're home. Um, uh, to your point, Arjun, there were a lot of pretty open reads. Um, Pre review, it looks like he's end up with around a 60 ish PFF grade. Um, now the inclement weather, it was bad. It, it certainly was. I, I definitely understand that. Um, but man, it just did not look good. And, and, the, and the velocity on his passes was not particularly great. Um, so I'm not, it's not that I'm selling the Browns. Cause I still think there's, there's value there. Certainly now after this week, that's, you know, beating the Bengals is, is a big one um, on them to win this division. I didn't think that the Ravens looked particularly good. The Steelers, I mean, yeah, let's be real. <laughs> Uh, That is a complete nightmare. And they play each other next week. And I'm really excited for that line um, and what that looks like. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second, but I can't quite buy them yet because to me, they won that game, not because of Deshaun Watson. They won it because Joe Burrow and and the Bengals offense was completely inept. What would that have looked like if they had had to score with Burrow and and the Bengals? I, I don't know. So I am not buying that quite yet. Brad, what about you? What's your big
1: takeaway? Moving on to the next one here, uh, a team that we were definitely not high on, unlike the Cleveland Browns coming into the season. Uh, I think it was probably our favorite collective bet. Judah, maybe more so than Arjun. We talked about uh, the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams, uh, and they got boat raced at home. The Los Angeles Rams, I even specifically made fun of Puka Nakua on the show last week. Uh, He had a casual 10 catches for 120 yards. So, I mean, I'll I'll eat my words, but (laughs) – are you buying it? Seattle lost both tackles during the game. It's week one. You know, the Rams always play them well. Are you buying the Rams that maybe we just, you know, didn't give them the respect they deserve? Or was this kind of a fluky week
0: one result? Virginia, I'll let you go I, first. I'm very curious. Yeah. I'm very curious what you think.
2: Yeah, I, I'm buying the Rams offense. Um, and I, I liked – I, I didn't really, I'll be honest, I didn't watch too much of their defense yet, but holding the Seahawks at 13 points, given that the Seahawks were pretty much fully healthy is also impressive. But the main thing to me is Stafford just looked like 2021 Stafford. He looked like the Stafford that McVeigh traded for initially. I mean, him and Tua are probably, you know, had the best QB performances this week. And honestly, I put Stafford on another level just because, uh, you know, he's throwing to Puka Nakua and 2-2 out while, you know, while Tua gets to throw to Jalen Waddell and, um and tyree kill but I, I just thought stafford was on another level today i mean some of the throws he was making three big time throws he's probably going to finish with like an above 89 or 90 uh, pff passing grade i thought overall it's a really encouraging performance especially given how badly the the rams season ended last year so yeah I, i'm definitely buying that and i think given you know seeing stafford play in that elite way without cooper cup is, is a very encouraging sign especially on the road.
0: I I wish I could have found a puka shell necklace to wear on the podcast because I – look, I crapped on the Rams pretty darn hard going into this year. Um, Love the Seahawks. Now, it's a very, very long season. Um, The Seahawks on the offensive and defensive lines were about as pathetic as any team decided the New York Giants. Like, they have a guard who may finish with a zero PFF grade, Okay. That is amazing. Kadarius Tony didn't even do that. So um, the Seahawks really did not show up. Now, I think the Seahawks can rebound, but I, again, I will buy this because of the same reason that I wasn't going to buy the Browns, which is I thought the quarterback did play really well. Stafford played incredibly well. His average depth of target was 12 yards down the football field. Okay. 12 yards down the football field. He completed of his throws. (laughs) I mean, he was throwing the ball way down the football field, completing 60%. And that was actually less than it should have been because um, I think he had a couple of, he had three drops. So you take those out. He's basically completing like 70% of his throws, throwing them that far down the football field. Guys are running wide open. I think the number one reason I'm buying this is what will be uh, kind of tied into my takeaway. And that, and that is Sean McVay. Like the fact that he did this, this team is flat out incredible um, and so here's here's my big takeaway. My big takeaway is that the entire NFL is just trying to catch up with the Shanahan and, and McVeigh trees. OK, the, the offenses that went out there and put on a performance. You have the Niners, you have the Packers, you have the Rams and you have the Dolphins. Those those offenses were amazing. Was any other offense even remotely good? Like like the, the, the Cowboys won by 40. And I thought the offense supported. Okay, now the, the weather was really crappy out there. But, um, I mean, who are the other teams that were good? Um, you know, even even you look at, I think that the Chargers did some good things offensively, um, obviously ended up losing that game. But, um, you know, are we buying that this is, these are the dominant offenses out there? And I think most importantly, are you guys buying Tua? Because um, what he put on display was out of this world. Here is something that you know we have to review. We review every single play, obviously. But Tua is on pace to tie the record for big time throws in a single game with nine. The other two, the aforementioned Matt Stafford and Tom Brady, those are the only other two. Um, and Judah called out in our chat that Daniel Jones had seven total big time throws last year. So that should put it into perspective. He got forty million dollars. So I don't know what that means uh, to a. Um, Tua deserves. But um, are you guys buying uh, the Tua-Emmanuel um, Acho uh, sensation that was today? It was a great day for Acho. He was already firing <laughs> off some some
1: uh, victory laps. And you know what? He should. I, I am buying. Uh, so you mentioned Tua. We review it. Maybe he won't have nine big-time throws. But he completed five passes that he threw over 20-plus yards, you know, in terms of the targeted depth. Which is a record for him. And his starting tackles were Kendall Lamb and Austin Jackson uh, against the Chargers defense that's supposed to have a pass rush uh, with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, but it was not present today. They averaged 8.2 yards per play. They were flat out dominant. Um, I am. I- I- I'm buying Miami. Our guy, Jalen Phillips, kind of helped close the game at the end, too. Like they did enough defensively. Obviously, not a great performance from them, but yeah, I- I'm buying.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Dolphins are, are, are definitely a team that when when they're fully healthy, they're just so explosive. And that that was really the key. Um, didn't, you know, I, I watched that game also. I wasn't a big fan of how, you know, the Chargers game plan going into that game it was, you know, kind of just confusing given that Brandon Sealy had the perfect game plan last year and he kind of went, went away from that. So I, I think... There is kind of a blueprint there to stopping this offense, but it, it you have to have the right personnel, you have to be able to execute correctly, and that's the thing. I think the Dolphins are just one of those teams that will make you pay if you don't uh, if you don't do your job, and that's actually something that we quantified last year. Uh, Tua was the number one QB in EPA when the defense made a mistake. So when they had broken coverage, he was number one versus when there was perfect coverage he was the worst quarterback in the league so it's just one of the, it's just one of those conundrums that like he's going to take advantage of broken coverage but if you do your job correctly he struggled a bit last year that might change this year with another year in the scheme but i'm definitely buying just you know i'm buying it because of how good he looked and like you said potentially finishing with more than eight big time throws in a single game is is insane <laughs> and i I'll, i'm someone who's definitely been lower on him but i got to give props for Stu and i thought he had a, a really good game today yeah, I mean, he completed 10
1: passes last year and he had nine big time throws in the game this year. Like, that's insane. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, what about the the other teams in that? We talked about the Rams, obviously, already. Um, what I thought was really interesting about the 49ers is that they put on a dominant performance, um, you know, 0. 0.206 EPA per pass play, which ranked sixth, and had a bottom five performance in pass protection and had a quarterback that made three turnover worthy plays. I, I mean, I'll cop this. I'm a Niners fan. So I'm going to be a little bit, you know, wary. I'm not, it was a dominant performance by their defense and Kenny Pickett looked absolutely awful. I'm not yet totally sold on them. Brandon Ayuk is a complete nightmare. No one can cover him, but I don't know. I I worry that we might not be able to get away. I said, we, so I'm like Eric over here talking about the chiefs, but (laughs) I, I do, I do think the Niners are still in a bit of a precarious position where, You're not going to be able to beat a good team with your quarterback making three turnover-worthy plays and your pass protection getting absolutely destroyed. Um, Are you guys as worried about that as I am for the Niners? With you. I think the offensive
1: line coming in was an obvious issue. I mean, yeah, it's also the Steelers defensive line. TJ Watt had three sacks in his return uh, this season. Um, Just continuing that narrative, though, of of the Shanahan tree. Mike Matt Lafleur was in his bag against the. I mean, it's the yes. Bears' defense, but still, uh, th- they they held up incredibly well. I mean, the Bears don't have a pass rush. I think we could line up and probably you know help out uh, in the pass rush un- unit there. But um, I mean, like going forward on fourth down two where that tree. I think one issue for them is not being aggressive. They scored a thirty-five yard touchdown on a fourth and three with Aaron Jones in the slot. They were Arjun you mentioned the play earlier where they kind of like love rolled out to his left and threw back to his right which kind of a risky play it was one of those like no 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 yeses but mm-hmm. i mean no Christian Watson today a hampered Romeo Dobbs had two touchdowns and then the rookies Jordan uh Jaden Reed Luke Musgrave both had 50 receiving yards like it, it was a masterclass from the floor
2: Yeah i think i think my issue with them is they you know couldn't really run the ball they they really struggled especially after Aaron Jones went out i think AJ Dillon had 10 carries yeah, 13 carries for 19 yards which you know that's that's not good. Um and it, it did seem like Aaron Jones pulled up lame with that hamstring injury on that long touchdown catch so that's definitely going to be one to to monitor going into that Falcons game because I definitely think there is a drop off between Jones to Dillon especially in terms of explosiveness and usage in the pass game but yeah I thought it was a it was a pretty dominant performance by the Packers passing game and um, I thought their defense was also pretty good. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later.
0: All right, um, we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to guess some lines here. Before we do, um, pay pay a few bills here. Uh, it's the the season has has begun, and that means that you've got to sustain a lot of energy that you need to push through. You got a lot of energy week one. How much energy do you have come the playoffs? And to do so, I recommend that you get your supplement game right. One of the ways to do that is with Athletic Greens AG1, as it is called. I'm actually traveling tomorrow, be on a plane starting at 7 a.m. Most people would be daunted by that, not me, because I'm going to have I'm going to feel great. I'm going to drink one before I hop on the plane. Won't need to worry about eating some garbage food uh, when I get to when I get to my destination. That's the type of uh, nutrition that you can get from AG1 where you can take it with you when you travel um it kind of sets you up for any day that you uh, that you have whether you're traveling or you're at home um so highly recommend that you go get yourself some athletic greens uh AG1 they come with the travel packs as I mentioned very very convenient because you don't want to be like pouring a bunch of you know green powder into a bunch of bags before you travel so um go get yourself squared uh squared away and ready to rock this season with athletic greens you can find uh the deal if I can actually scroll to this section of the read this is in- incredible podcasting here. Um here we go. DrinkAG1.com/pff. DrinkAG1.com/pff you get a 1 year supply of vitamin D and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. As I mentioned the uh travel packs they are money. It's just $3 a day. So go get yourself uh, set up and ready to rock. Um also DraftKings. DraftKings is the best way to go bet and take advantage of the great intro offer that they have which is bet five dollars on any NFL game and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly you don't have to wait for the bet to clear you just make one five dollar bet you get those two hundred dollars of bonus bets immediately you can go place them anywhere that you want we're about to talk about some bets that we like and you go take advantage of this offer if you are not yet a uh sorry DraftKings customer um the best part of the podcast is generally guest lines however We've been giving it a run for its money with the uh, disclaimer for uh, the, the trafficking. So here we go. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Rumor has it that Daniel Jones has sent many texts to this number, Hope-NY-467-369, in Connecticut, which may be where Daniel Jones is playing next help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort this is actually also where Daniel Jones may be playing very very soon that is in Kansas 21 plus age very much research, void in Ontario c slash football for eligibility I hope you got that I'm not saying it again terms and responsible gaming resources are available there bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply Can I get a grade on that read? 82. Good, not great. Yeah. I thought the I thought the eligibility uh, restrictions were pretty good. Okay. The the AG one I kind of stumbled a little bit, but I picked it up. I picked it up at the end. Um, Okay. Uh, We're going to guess some lines here. If you are uh, participating in the contest, awesome. If you are not yet uh, to do so, go join the Discord. Uh, We'll post a link in there. Uh, Today, I posted it um, uh, towards the end of the uh, afternoon slate, the 4 p.m. slate, and then it has to be due by the start of quarter three of Sunday Night Football. That's when we shut it off. Um, And this year, we're going to bring the screen onto your screen so that you can see um, how we're guessing what those lines are and what the printing press uh, is guessing as well. So um, I will bring this onto the stage now. Um, You can see that my design skills did not go to waste here. And uh, we are going to get rocking and rolling. So the way this works is each of us has um, set the line before jumping on the podcast. We do so without looking at the lines that they are already posted. We try and do it before they're actually posted. And then we will compare it to uh, the consensus of the market. Sometimes they're not available across all different sports books. So we'll look to do our best uh, to find the ones that are out there that we can actually bet. Okay. Um, so th- to make this go quickly, we'll kind of go through, we'll say, uh, what our lines are, we'll put them in the in the spreadsheet so that everyone can see them. Uh, and then if there are any discrepancies, we'll talk about whether we want to make that a bet or not. Brad, uh, you were up first. Thursday night football, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles minus touchdown. Yes, yeah, same.
2: I have Eagles minus seven.
0: All right. I... Um, I was a little worried about the Eagles. I went under a touchdown, I had minus six and a half. Um, And it looks as though the printing press kind of on on my side, they uh, went minus 6.4 on average. Um, And let's see, what is this uh, actually here? Um, So, wow, it's over a touchdown um, in most spots. Uh, Circa, FanDuel, Pinnacle. In fact, Bookmaker has it at eight. Um, but most spots are at minus seven and a half. Um, so I, all of us are, are under that number I will start I'm going to bet this um, I, I'm across the key number. here's my thought in, in looking at these these two performances Minnesota's performance was not great. I thought it was a little a little fluky they should have scored at the end of the half. Um, Tampa Bay had a few decent bounces go their way Um, You know, Justin Jefferson was uncoverable. And then I looked at Philadelphia and they couldn't cover the patheticness that is the New England Patriots wide receivers. So I'm not sure they're going to be able to cover Minnesota's wide receivers. I think this is a close enough game that is under a touchdown. I like it. What about you, Brett?
1: Um, I I agree with all your points there. Um, Kendrick Bourne is running free. That A a bunch of guys in the Patriots running free. For me, it comes back to a conversation we've had a bunch of times, which is interior pressure versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, their center, left the game today. I think it's kind of what derailed their ability to score from there on out. Uh, And Jalen Carter had seven pressures, uh, a sack, and two QB hits per our first round of charting on 36 pass rush snaps. Um, I mean, just like the classic, how did this guy fall to the Eagles? But, yeah, obviously still a great unit top to bottom. And last year, I I mean, when when these teams played last year, it was a clear difference in class. I'm not betting it, but um, I'm not surprised over a touchdown. I I get your bet, but I'm not even shocked by that, frankly.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with Brad. Like, I I, I don't want to bet it, but I I do think the Vikings hold a good – have a good chance of winning this game. Um last year Jalen Hurts, you know, kind of ended the regular season with a negative EPA per play versus the Blitz. If there's one thing we know about Brian Flores, he loves the Blitz. Um I haven't got his EPA numbers against the Blitz from this past week against Bill Belichick. But um I, I think you know that that might that might be a part of his game that he hasn't figured out yet that he hasn't you know kind of mastered yet so I think Vikings the Vikings defense could hold an advantage even if they don't have the corners to play man coverage against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and like yeah I think the the Eagles were a little bit sluggish today even though they did cover against the Patriots they almost let the Patriots backdoor and even and even win that game so um yeah I think there are some factors that play into the Vikings favor especially with Hurts'. Uh, struggles against the blitz and Justin Jefferson just being better than any corner the Eagles have, but ultimately I'm not. I don't. I don't feel feel comfortable enough to bet this one.
0: Once again, now I should. I should have started off by saying um, that last year. I, I man, I didn't have. I don't have the record on me. Um, I tried to tee this up last time. Um, I, I am the reigning champion here, so I'm putting. I'm putting myself up. Uh, For dethroning here by immediately putting a bet on the board. But I do like it. I had a feeling I would end up betting this. um, uh, And so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Vegas. Now, uh, we'll talk. Vegas, we didn't talk about in any of our takeaways, but could have easily made it. Raiders go to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills obviously play tomorrow in New York against the Jets. Brad, start with you.
2: I had the Bills minus seven and a half.
0: I went, uh, bills minus eight. I have the bills minus eight as well. Uh, the printing press made this seven and a half, uh, Sorry, 7.3. Uh, and let's see, what is it? Do people buy into the markets? I in to Jimmy G they do not. It looks like this is going to be minus nine and a half in most spots. And actually, juiced that way, um, so significantly less. Um, okay, it looks like we're all we're all on the Raiders' side. Anyone uh, actually game enough to take this? Brad, we'll start with you.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm the most off market here. Two points, obviously not the most important of points from seven and a half to nine and a half. Um, I'm not because Jacoby Myers was the best receiver on the Raiders today. And obviously I would assume is not going to play in this game, uh, which I think is a big loss. So I'm not going to, but sheesh, that's a big spread.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I haven't seen the, we haven't seen the bills play, so I don't really know if this, they're going to come out hot like the, like they did last year or, you know, they're not going to come out hot. Um, I, I think the one big m- uh, mismatch the, the Raiders have in this game is Max Crosby. He's going to finish today with probably around six pressures. Uh, Spencer Brown, the worst offensive lineman for the Bills, absolute privilege at right tackle. Um, Mass Rogers should, you know, generate at least like five or six pressures in that game, potentially get a sack on Josh Allen. And yeah, I mean, I thought the, the Raiders fought hard and to come out with a win in Denver, like I thought that was impressive. And, you know, Broncos defensive uh, defensive group only generated six pressures, so without von miller that could be another thing that you know bill's not able to generate pressure give jimmy time to throw and um you know jimmy finished with like a 0. 0.45 epa per play our epa per play king so uh whatever he had in san francisco he brought over to vegas so yeah i'm not, I'm not going to bet this but I, I was impressed by what i saw with the raiders today
0: i was i couldn't wait to bring this up because miami had the best epa per pass play the only other team um that that was the only team that was more efficient throwing the football than the Las Vegas Raiders. And that included a a terrible pick by, by Jimmy, but you make the point about Jacoby Myers. um, I also don't know whether Denver is any good or not. I think it's hard to judge whether Denver was uh, actually a decent team or if they just stink because the Raiders, I don't think are particularly great defense. So um, I'm not going to bet this one. I already am riding with with Jimmy G, as everyone knows. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, abstain here. All right, Baltimore at Cincinnati, Brad. Bengals minus three.
2: I also initially had it at minus three, but I changed it at the last second to minus three and a half, and I'll talk about why. But yeah, I'm going Bengals minus three and a half. Right. right, I uh, I went minus three.
0: And it looks like the press at minus 1.8, interesting. Um, It is, I believe this, I feel like this has got to be three, but let's see, Uh, it is three uh, in almost every spot. Um, Some right at minus 110, a few are a little off, but here we go, minus three. So Arjun, you're the only one that's differing. Um, Why'd you make it three and a half and are you gonna bet the Bengals?
2: I will be betting the Bengals. Um, traditionally, the Ravens' defense has given Joe Burrow some problems, similar to the Browns' defense. But I watched that Ravens game, and I just saw players drop and get injured. The Ravens lost J.K. Dobbins for the season. Uh, Marcus Williams tore his pack, so he's going to be out a couple weeks. Tyler Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley both got hurt. I'm not sure the extent of, those, of their injuries, Ronnie Stanley was a knee injury, and this is someone who's had knee problems in the past. Linderbaum and Stanley are the Ravens' two best offensive linemen, especially after Ben Powers left in free agency. So they just lost, you know, potentially their one of their best players on defense, their best running back, who is a, a difference maker, I would say, for that offense. And their two best offensive linemen. Um, and they're they're gonna be on the road. I know the the Bengals looked awful today, but potentially no marlon humphrey either he didn't play today either and we saw the last what what happened to the ravens events the last time they played the Bengals then marlon humphrey so for me it's it's more of an injury thing and also i just think the Bengals will bounce back it's like weather conditions were just adverse to what they like to do on offense a lot of vertical routes it's just tough to get that going when it's when it's super rainy right so i'm, I'm betting on a big Bengals bounce back and i think the injuries are going to be too much for the ravens to overcome
1: it's a bet for me as well, uh, even though I'm on the number. I am taking the Bengals here. Um, you mentioned all the injuries, but also the Browns' advantage. You mentioned 18 pressures, all those things. I, I don't think Odafe Owe, David Ajabo, et cetera, um, you, you know, Matabuike, the guys in the interior, I, I don't think they're a very good pass rush unit. I, I mean, for the Ravens in my lifetime, it's probably the worst unit they've had. Obviously, Young can get better, but but that was the issue today uh, with Cincinnati, and they're not going to have the same issues. So, yeah, it's a bet for me as well.
0: I'm not going to do it um, just out of principle. If I was going to do it, I would have made it three and a half, and I didn't, so um, I'm not going to do it. But I see all those points. I will say this. I had Baltimore and Survivor made a conscious decision not to take Washington uh, because we thought something crazy could happen in Washington. We thought everyone was going to take Washington. Everyone did take Washington. A lot of crazy shit did happen in Washington. Um, unfortunately, Josh Dobbs went way under his total, as, as we talked about, but could not pull out a W but I was keenly watching the Ravens and I was not impressed. I was not impressed. I did not think that their offense had any sort of identity um, as it has had in the past. I thought Lamar Jackson looked indecisive. i thought say flowers looked great. Um, OBJ looked pretty good, but I, it didn't really kind of all gel. So I, I'm worried about these two teams, but I think it is a traditional Ravens Bengals game. And without really any clarity on, on either side, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, pass on this one all right we started off by the way with four like awesome games uh, right off the bat here we've got kansas city at jacksonville brad jags plus one
2: wow i went uh jags plus three
0: um i initially had it at three and then i remembered i watched the jags game today and i am making a three and a half uh obviously i believe that um that, that Travis Kelsey is going to be back. Uh, let's see, what is this? Uh, oh, and by the way, the, the press made this uh, 3.1. Uh, let me put that in here. All right. This is uh, three, two and a half. There's some two and a halfs out there. Uh, FanDuel is at three. DraftKings, heavily juiced. It's basically a three. Circa's at two and a half minus one ten. Um let's let's call it. I mean it's three, two and a half. I don't know. What do you guys want to call it here? You can get either So one.
1: real quick, I'll just jump in while you're thinking of that uh, I also thought Travis Kelsey was going to play Coming into the Thursday It sounded like it was super rosy The reason why I dropped this down to one There was a report during today That he they initially thought he had like a broken tibia And that his bone yes. bruise Like the deepest the deepest bone bruise they've ever seen I don't know if he does play So that's why I had a two and a half And I took it down a point and a half from that Because of that tweet from
0: whoever reported that Oh my God! You you had to wait to tell us that. Scoops, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Bradley Scoops, Argent, Brad is Brad is Brad came to play. Brad didn't coming for the crowd, George. Anything. Enough of your bullshit. <laughs> he was he was done with this. He was like, I've heard George pretend that he remembers the record from last year too many times. I am over this garbage. Um, let's let's call it two and a half. I'm seeing more two and a halfs than threes, and i, I uh so inclined, so we'll call it two and a half here. Um, man, if if I thought there was a better than fifty percent chance that Travis Kelsey was going to play, um, I would bet this. I'm inclined even to do so uh, without uh, without that assurance. Um, man, Arjun, what are you thinking? I
2: i i do want to bet the chiefs here it just feels like a classic bounce back spot for pat and andy like i mean the the chiefs and and Jags played last year chiefs won by 10 um and like i don't know the Jags always do this like they always have this one stupid play that it's just the dumbest thing every every game it's like a lawrence interception straight to the defender this week it was it was a double fumble six like the the Jags will make one big mistake and then they'll and you know you can't make mistakes against the chiefs they'll and then they'll somehow they'll they'll kind of reverse that with doug peterson's fourth down uh you know decisions there was one he he went for it on fourth and two from indies 11 or Indy's 15 so like i think you know peterson outclasses reed in that way in the in fourth down decisions. But I think this is just a classic bounce back spot. And honestly, I mean, the you know Jags defense was, was solid today. But I think giving Andy and Pat 10 days to kind of recover, I think they'll come back out hot. And I, I just don't see the Chiefs falling to 0-2 really. So it's funny,
1: Arjun, I have the same kind of thought process for why I do like it in that they did have all those boneheaded plays today, but also in success rate, say the Jaguars are third in the NFL in success rate. The Colts were 23rd. They converted like, what, three fourths down the Colts, I think, maybe, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think it was like the score wasn't really indicative of the actual disparity. Uh, my guy, Josh Allen, had three sacks today. We gave out the over 7.75 sacks for the season. So off to a good start there. Um, the Chiefs' offensive line just was super underwhelming in that first game. They do have time to recover. All those things. I'm glad you made a 2.5 because it's a teaser leg for me. <laughs> I do. <laughs>
0: uh, I do like that. I- I'm doing it. I'm. I'm Pat. They lost that game because they had some of the wor- worst drops that you will ever see. We know drops are not stable. What is stable is Patrick Mahomes being the absolute best. I thought Mahomes looked as in control of the game, as you will see. Um, Ten days to prepare. Obviously, that's baked into the number. Um, What I don't think is quite baked into the number is the fact that they should have won that game against Detroit. Detroit had a ridiculously fluky pick six. If they win this game, I think it does cross three. Um, And I think Travis Kelsey figures it out, unless he has a broken tibia. I'm doing it. Um, But it's a great teaser leg. Great teaser leg. Uh, Okay, Chargers and Titans, Brad. Titans plus two and a half. Uh, Yeah, same. I made this uh, a full three. I don't know why I made this a full three um, after actually watching the Chargers play football today. Um, But I think the reason that I did was I also watched the Titans play football today. And I think Ryan Tannehill had four plays by my count. Um, not all of them were actually capitalized on. He is an absolute abomination. It is it is three. Um, all right, Brad, Arjun, you're on uh, the opposite side of the key number. Are you taking it? I think if you think he had four turnover-worthy plays, is that in
1: addition to the three interceptions? Because I saw him <laughs> hit, hit the ball off of the Saints player's hands half a dozen times that were not intercepted. He was atrocious, but obviously they covered today. We lost on our Saints minus three. Um I wish it was two and a half. If it was two and a half, I would I would be taking uh, the Chargers. Like I said, they were first today in success rate by over five percentage points against the Dolphins. The Titans were twenty seventh in success rate. If it was two and a half, I'd take it at three. I'll probably stay away.
2: Yeah, I, anyway. I can't. Sorry, go, go George. No, I'll no, you okay? Yeah, I gonna, I just I can't bet this. Like I, the Chargers are just have a much better roster, but. I just betting on the Chargers run defense against Derrick Henry. I can't do that. And then I can't bet on the Titans against the Chargers because I don't believe in their roster really. And like, so the Chargers had a 67% success rate running the ball today. That's, that's the best success rate of any offense and any game going back to 2006. Okay. So they had like an amazing day running the ball today, but the Titans have, and have had the best run defense in the league for the past three years. One of our favorite bets that we talked about in our group chat was like Jamal Williams under rushing yards, got steamed up from 15 and a half to 16 and a half closed at like 57 and a half went under by like 14 yards. Right? And then he had like 15, 16 carries. So it's most likely not going to continue that the Chargers are going to be able to run the ball. And I wasn't like super impressed with the passing offense. So yeah, I, I just, there's, there's not enough angles for me to like betting either side here. Rabel v. Staley. I think it leans
1: Rabel personally. I agree.
0: I I agree. Um, Yeah, this has the makings of a weird Titans win. Just a weird Titans win because every Chargers game is a weird win or a weird loss. So Mm -hmm. um, there's no normal there. Green Bay at Atlanta, Brad.
2: I had Falcons minus one. I went. Packers minus one and
0: a half. I do here. I had uh, I hit Atlanta by a point. Um, and let's see. The Printing Press said uh, they were on the other side. They were at basically a them. zero point three. Uh, let's see here. Green Bay is uh, this is a pick. We'll call it a eh, FanDuel at minus one and a half. Minus one, minus one. I'm saying
2: minus one Packers a lot. Kings is Packers minus one. Packers minus
0: one. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and start here. I'm not betting this. I I think that what Green Bay did today is probably a function of Matt LaFleur being great and the Chicago Bears being bad, despite – Uh, Brad I'm sorry to say this uh everyone's hopefulness that they were going to be amazing this year um and then I I thought what was interesting about Atlanta is they did I I felt like they actually did a lot of what they did last year (laughs) because they just ignored their playmakers and somehow still won the game so um I I think this is a little wonky Uh, I'm staying away
1: so uh Christian Watson, the reason why I made this Falcons side, he was week to week is how he was described coming into this game. Uh, I was listening to a doctor on the radio today who does football. Who's was saying, look at his Tuesday, Wednesday practice uh, practice reporting. If he's not practicing Tuesday, Wednesday, he's probably not playing. If he is, then he's probably going to play. I like the, oh, I know it's not weird, the over 41 and a half. It is going to be a super slow pace of play both these teams are going to run the football a ton, but I think Atlanta's not going to get a pressure on, on Jordan love, maybe the entire game. <laughs> uh, and so, and we saw what he can do with time in the pocket. So yeah,
2: I, I, it is going to be a slow game, but I, I like the over 41 and a half a good bit. Brad, are you saying that because of green Bay's offensive line, Yes, they were I mean it's the Bears pass okay. rush but the Falcons pass rush isn't good either. I'm selling I'm yeah. selling all
1: like, you know, 30-year-old David Aniyamuda coming off his worst season with a PED suspension <laughs> and like, you know, AARP Calais Campbell were like this massive upgrade for the Falcons. I'm selling all of it. Bryce Young made some rookie mistakes today. The Falcons are not good, but anyway, uh, I do I do like the over 41 and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually going to bet the Packers here. I uh, you know, there were some things I wanted to see from them that I thought I did see. One of them was being able to stop the run, something they haven't been able to do under Matt LaFleur and whatever defensive coordinator he's hired. Um, but, you know, today the, the Bears averaged a negative 0.26 EPA per rush, 35% success rate on the ground. You know, the Falcons love to run the ball. You know, Desmond Ritter only threw for 115 yards. At one point he was four for four for zero yards and the touchdown. <laughs> um, and this is like super, he had a, He had a 3.2 average depth of target against Mm. the Panthers. Um, That's like, they, Arthur Smith literally just babied him, held his hand. Bijan Robinson at one point had five catches when no one else on the team had more than one. It's a lot of just quick passes. They, you know, Drake London didn't even have a catch in this game. So I have, I like, you know, the Panthers, I told, I said in my, in the, last week's episode i'm lower on them than i think the general public and this was kind of the game i was expecting to happen from the falcon side but i I do want to push back on the falcons maybe not generating a pressure i thought the you know falcons defensive line did work today jared campbell six pressures claire's campbell three pressures david on five pressures i think uh one of the edge i think was caden ellis at four so i think overall it it was an encouraging performance by the falcons but I just think Green Bay showed more overall. And like you said, given how good their offensive line was and how good love looked when having time. And I think Aaron Jones will play next week. Um, I will be backing the Packers in this spot.
0: You've convinced me actually. I'm, I'm totally f- flipping here. I, I'm uh, I, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with what I actually uh, suggested here, but I, I'm with you. I, I am looking at some of the data right now on, on Desmond Ritter and, that has convinced me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's awful. It's so, so bad. I did not realize how atrociously terrible it was. Bryce Young had that really terrible interception in his own end, um, which obviously gifted them some points. Um, this is like just such a huge step up in class for the Falcons, right? Um, between what they face in Carolina, I think it's going to be kind of a shock to the system. Uh, for them. So I, I'm, I'm going to ride with you. I thought love looked pretty, pretty solid. Like he, I, again, he had no, no one anywhere near him, but
1: he looked good. I mean, he was eight of 10 for 140 yards and two touchdowns on third down. Like he was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if he can, uh, he can keep it up. Okay. been looking forward to this game. This has been the game I've been waiting to talk about. It is Seattle at Detroit. Brad, would you make this? I had lines minus four and a half. Same. I made this, uh, lions by three and a half. And the printing press was at minus 3.6. This is, what is this? This is five and a half. It's like five and a half pinnacle has it at six, but heavily juice. This is five and a half. Um, all right. Uh, minus five and a half. Sorry. Uh, I'll start here. Um, Look, if the Eagles—sorry, uh, if the Seahawks—different bird. If the Seahawks are really as bad as they played today, um, then then so be it. I think it's a it's a little bit of an overreaction. I also the Detroit Lions. The Goff made some really nice throws in that game. They they I don't think they should have won that game. They got that pick six. It was a little bit lucky. Um, so uh, you know. Uh, it, uh, It's tough because I do like the way that the Lions played in that game. I think their defensive line could do some good things against Seattle. I think Seattle's talent is a lot better than it showed up today. Um, I think this is a classic situation of the Seahawks probably not being a team that is ready to cover large spreads. But I do think they are a team that is set up really well um, not to uh, not to lose uh, by more than a touchdown as an underdog. So um, I am going to bet the Seattle Seahawks here that
1: yep george we talked about it uh that if we knew this was going to be a spot where seattle was going to catch a bunch of points against detroit we agree we don't think detroit's performance in week one or the results i should say is truly indicative of what happened and the seahawks actually were still 10th in success rate today i do want to see their tackles but regardless I-, I i'm backing seattle here we're high on them this is way too many points
2: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you guys bet that I, I think I'm going to lay off this game just because, um, I, I, I just can't fathom that Seattle lost to the Rams by 17 today. <laughs> and I, I did like, I, I did like a little bit of what I saw from the lines, especially on defense. I know there were a lot of drops, but I thought Aiden Hutchinson did work. And, um, like Brad said, with the tackle situation, I think that's a big thing if they're missing Abraham Lucas on that right side, which is where Hutch normally lines up. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay off this game. He also
1: lined up in the middle, and Damian Lewis was the guy that George alluded to having a zero grade potentially. So, no, yeah, Hutchinson's going to wreak havoc, but I I still – I'm just – I'm going with it.
0: Arjun, you've got to be willing. That's As I told Brad, my body is ready for this. I put in the time in the gym this offseason to be able to handle games like this, okay? This is what we train all offseason for, to be able to take this weight, put it on your shoulders, and roll with it. Now, will it crush me this week? Who knows? Uh, we'll find out. Um, okay, we are onward. Indy and Houston. Game of the week. Brad, would you make this? I even. I want Colts minus one. I made this a pick because points on either side would be me doing too much thinking. Um, <laughs> and uh, the printing press was with Arjun at 09 And the market, did they think about this game harder than I did? They did a little bit. It looks like Houston is point and a half, I guess we'll call it. Um, Some places at two. FanDuel's at one and a half. DraftKings is at one. Um, Let's call it one, actually, since that's the place you can get even money. Um, Houston by a point. Um, I'm doing nothing with this game i i think you could make a case for indianapolis here um but uh, i'm not going to argue
2: the most off i have have no thoughts either (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i I don't really see an edge betting either side i guess the thing would be like how much well anthony richardson did get hurt late in the game but it, it sounded like he'd be fine um and I, I thought the Texans defense kind of, you know, I thought they did okay on Lamar. I mean, Ravens still put up 25 points, but Lamar didn't really seem to have that good of a game. So maybe the Texans defense is better than we thought. Um, and I don't think the Texans have receivers to take advantage of the Colts and experience corners like the Jags did with Calvin Ridley. So that's another angle. But maybe, you know, maybe like the under here, under 40 and a half. That, But I don't, I don't think I'm going to bet that right now. I still need to do a lot more research
0: into that. One thing that I learned today is that the C and CJ stands for Coleridge. Uh, Coleridge yeah, Stroud. Yeah, Coleridge. Um, and I-, I thought that Coleridge Stroud uh, made some decent throws. I thought that Bobby Slowick did a decent job of, um, you know, uh, of orchestrating some open receivers. Um, but I just – I have no idea about any of these teams really. Like Anthony Richardson can do some cool things with his legs. Bobby Slowick can scheme some guys open. Um, Who the hell knows? Both guys are rookies. Chicago and Tampa, the 1-0. and 0. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brad?
1: I had Tampa minus – sorry, where did I put that one? Tampa minus one and a half. Sorry.
0: Did, did you put it in a different spreadsheet because it was the Bears? There's like a yeah, special sheet that's I've like the, yeah, Bears yeah. thoughts and it's just curse words everywhere.
2: Yeah, expletives all over the page. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I went Bears minus or I went Bucks minus three in this one.
0: I went Bucks. I couldn't make it a full three. I made it two and a half. Um, and uh, let's see. The press was at minus two. Uh, and what is this actually? Uh, Tampa Bay by looks like. There's okay. So DraftKings is at three. Vandals a two and a half, but it's used a lot. I think this is primarily three, so we'll call it yeah, three here. Yeah, I think it's three. Um, so Argent dead on there. Um, I, I'm not uh, tempted to 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 bet the Bears here. Um, you know, I, are the Bears as bad as they look today? Probably not um are the bucks as good as they look to get today I certainly don't think so I don't think they looked that great today I thought that was more about Minnesota um than it really was about um about Tampa Bay I will say this I think it's going to be hard for Chicago to cover uh Mike Evans um that's not going to change and you know if there's no pressure on Baker Mayfield I do think he will find him just fine but I'm going to lay off Brad would let you
1: this might come as a shock uh, to many. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm back in the boys. I cannot believe I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do it. The Buccaneers stink. We said it plenty. Uh, Bears come out of the game healthy. Yeah, th- th- full field is too many. Fast forward. There's
0: no way I regret that pick. Seven seven days from today, uh, Arjun, it, will Brad make it to the podcast? This is gonna, he's going to be on. <laughs> We're going to have to be on on watch for Brad next week because uh, uh he may not show up. Might need a sub. Has has there
2: like have we ever had like contrasting bets where like Brad likes one side, I like another and we bet opposite sides? Yeah, Cuz I actually sides. like the Bucks in this spot to be honest. Take, em. Take em, all all them. Take them, bro. you have
1: some questions? Put your money where your mouth is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like I mean, Jordan Love averaged a 0.55 EP per play today. Like I it's the the bear secondary is an abomination and uh mike evans and chris godwin should be able to take advantage of that and i i honestly i don't think baker looked that bad today i think he had his moments but i thought there were some times he made some plays happen um i think the the bucks run game is as bad as i thought it was going to be but um i think i don't know i just don't trust trust i i didn't see enough out of fields and I think Bulls is going to have, have his way with that offensive line with his with his blitzes and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks here.
0: Love it. I like it. Uh, San Francisco yeah. goes uh, technically a road game for San Francisco, but actually a home game because they are traveling to Los Angeles, um, which we know uh, gets painted red when the 49ers come to town. Uh, it is Niners Rams. Brad, would you make this? At Rams plus six and a half.
2: Um, I'm just gonna say mine. This is gonna be a teaser like for me uh, uh, automatically, but I made
0: this seven and a,
2: or I made this eight and a half Niners.
0: Like um, I went seven, um, and I feel kind of guilty for not making it seven and a half. Um, but Stafford, play, that's how well Stafford played today. I wanted to make this like nine and a half. Stafford looked amazing today. Shanahan, as we know, um, he will drive Sean McVay to the stadium. Uh, It's a typical father-take-your-son-to-work day. Um, (laughs) And he will beat him like a drum. But I couldn't make it more than seven and a half. Uh, And the printing press made this 6.9, which is very nice. The market has the 49ers uh, as a seven-point favorite. This is pretty uh, consistent across the board. Um, I guess you guys are both on, on opposite sides I'm dead on. Uh, so I will abstain here. Let's start with you, Arjun. You are on the Niners' side. You're teasing it. Are you interested in actually betting it straight up?
2: I'm not, I guess I, I was so impressed with what I saw at a Stafford today that I don't really want to fade a healthy Stafford in a rejuvenated McVay um but like i made this eight and a half because I, I thought the niners were just straight out dominant that defense was 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 so good today and yeah i thought purdy had his moments you know not great moments but the, the rams also aren't a team built to take advantage of colton mckivitz at right tackle unless they line up aaron donalds as a as a five tech and which they're not going to do because they need him on in the interior so um I made it, yeah, that's why I made it in eight and a half, but I, I have too much respect for Stafford and McVeigh after their week one performance to not, to bet that straight up.
1: Yeah, so I went that's under good. the number here because I thought there would be a lot of that kind of takeaway. Oh, the Rams are actually pretty good, and on Kings is plus seven, but minus 115 to the Rams side, so maybe it does move off. I kind of doubt it. Um, but all the things you just said, I, I mean, the Seahawks defensive line was not, like, didn't do anything today. I was I was less impressed with the Seattle defense than I was with the Seattle offense. The Rams were fifth in success rate today. I mentioned Seattle was 10th. Their offense is actually okay. They just didn't score. Um, yeah, easy teaser leg. And if it does get to six and a half, I honestly might just take the Niners too. If
0: it gets six and a half. I will take the, I will take the Niners again. I am concerned about the way the Niners won that game. I thought that was more about Kenny Pickett actually being God awful. And, um, Maybe a little bit less about the Niners, even though look, Brandon Ayuk, short of Tyreek Hill, the most impressive game by a non-quarterback um, on offense has to be uh, Brandon Ayuk. The guy torched that secondary. I mean, it was he was leaving guys in the dust with route running. He was making contested catches. Um, the dude was absolutely annihilating the, um, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he will finish likely with um, the the second highest. Uh, PFF grade among wide receivers this week. Uh, Giants and Cardinals. Apparently, this game still has to be played. It's an NFL rule, so we will uh, we will give it a line, Brad. Uh,
1: Cardinals plus a field goal.
0: Wow.
2: I w- I went uh, Giants minus one and a half.
0: Plus a field goal. Holy Jesus! That you watched yeah. a lot of that game tonight, huh, Brad? Yeah, I was, um, I was locked in. I made this four and a half. And and the way I do this is, which I actually find to be pretty valuable, I guess these lines before the game start. And then I make myself change them based on how well they're played in each game. And this helped me here because, like, I think I initially had this as six and a half. And so I was like, man, like, you know, do I want to – how much do I want to react uh, to the Giants? I made it four and a half. Uh, the printing press had this at four point seven, uh, and the market is there a line out here for this? There is. Uh, FanDuel has this at four and a half. DraftKings has it at five. Um, let's call it four and a half. I guess. I guess you could get either one. Let's call it four and a half, uh, since that gives Arjun and I a nice, uh, a nice pickup here. But Brad, either way, you were going to be under. Congratulations. You get to be the owner of an Arizona Cardinals ticket. How excited are you about that?
1: Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, even though I'm off here, I'm definitely not betting on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I did just watch too much of the Giants uh, and their 1.7 yard per play performance against the Dallas Cowboys, but no, I'm not betting this game.
0: (laughs) The the Josh Dobbs experience was so incredible. There was one, there was like one drive where I think he picked up like 60 yards, so his passing. Prop was like 210 and a half, right? We at the end of our Wednesday show, um, I, I remember looking at, at the player props, um, uh, tab in, in PFF and seeing Josh Dobbs at 210. I thought for sure it was a typo and something was wrong with the feed. It turns out that was actually the line that was out there. Um, and there was one drive where I think he had like 60 yards. I think for the rest of the game, he gained like 40 yards through the air, like they, they were not great. It took some Sam Howell, you know, first meaningful start um, shenanigans for this game to actually be close. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is, I'll be very interested to see if people totally fade the Giants. I don't think that they will, um, given what the Cardinals look like today, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, okay, Jets uh, and Cowboys, a game that we actually will want to watch. Brad? Brad? Dallas minus three. Same. Okay. So I have not seen the jets yet. I cannot make this a full three. Um, The reason for this is I have seen Aaron Rodgers in Dallas many, many times, and it has often worked out for him just fine. Um, and the press was at minus 2.1 and the market, uh, Ooh, I see some threes, uh, some three-and-a-halves even. Uh, we will make this three. So you guys are dead on. Um, so this is tough. I- I'm not going to bet because I have not seen the Jets yet. And so, you know, kind of any injuries. But if they come out of that game unscathed, and this is still, um, still a full field goal, I, I will take um the jets here i just think it will be the better quarterback getting points um the dallas defensive line was incredible like there's no doubt about it um but the the jets i think will be much better prepared given their quarterback and um and the receivers take advantage of it but i will say this like we haven't seen them play yet it could be the fact that the jets o-line is like just as bad as the giants and they're not prepared at whatsoever. And this is a complete train wreck. So I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. You guys are dead on the number. I'm guessing nothing. um, No, no bets here. No.
1: The D lines are going to dominate this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's the total on this? That's
1: a great question. Um, real quick, just while you're looking at like the, the Cowboys held out Tyler Smith, the left guard, the first rounder from last year, he was like a game time decision. They probably feel so good about that decision at this point where you win easily. And now he can just wait for Quinn and Williams next week. But, but yeah,
0: I'm, I'm staying away here. Given the weather. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm very excited to watch uh, the game tomorrow night. Uh, next up Washington and Denver. This one is in Denver, Brad,
1: I had Broncos minus three.
0: Same. I have the Broncos by three and a half. I may regret that. Um, and press on the other side, they were at minus two and a half. That's interesting. Um, okay. So uh, what is this here? Denver. Oh, wow. There's some fours out there. Wow. It looks like it's three and a half. I thought for sure I was going to be over the number here but that is not the case um brad do you want to pick up that hook
1: if the total starts with a four i think you take the under that's my only thought on uh <laughs> on this game uh no i mean the commanders look pretty bad Howell, we'll see i'm not going to make a one week determination but the cardinals uh, i mean is an xfl roster and they didn't look very good uh but yeah the under is the only thing i'm keeping an eye on and i'm not even kidding about the the, the four joke if it's if
2: it's 40 or higher i probably take the under yeah, I think we were looking at 40 and a half on a couple places. Um, but yeah, we got the full same Howell experience. We got like a, a nice rushing touchdown in the in the red zone and then a, a terrible fumble six. And that's his biggest problem, honestly, coming out of college is his, uh, and his lack of sack avoidance. And we, we kind of saw that on, on display against a pretty bad Cardinals pass rush. Um, but like I said earlier, the Broncos only had six pressures against the Raiders offensive line. And even though the commanders offensive line, it might be even worse. Like, I don't know, like that, that does, it doesn't scare me as much. But um, yeah, I don't know if I saw, I, I was Howell pilled after the preseason. I don't know if I saw enough against the Cardinals to, to make me bet this. Um, and I, I thought like, I didn't really watch much, much of the, Raiders Broncos game, but at least by some of the numbers I'm looking at, it seemed like Russ was okay, but they didn't ask him to do too much. Like sub six eight dot, quick time to throw. So, yeah, I think I'm just gonna lay
0: off this one. Yeah, was yeah, actually had The good. handcuffs on him, but it, they were efficient to your point, but yeah, it didn't result in any points, <laughs> and that I think is an issue. Like you played a Raiders team that does not have the most intimidating of defenses. Um, if they go 0 2 to start the year, both games at home, um, they don't score over 20 points. Like, how many games in a row has this been for the Denver Broncos to not score over 20 points? Like, I, I don't think <laughs> that Russell Wilson scored over 20 points for the Broncos yet. Um, <laughs> like, this, this is an interesting spot because I think that the Broncos have a ton of pressure and the, and the commanders have none. Right. They got a win in week one. They're an underdog. They're traveling. Like they don't really know any better. No one expects them to do much this year. This is a really interesting place. Like if if the Broncos lose this game, if they are losing in the third quarter, you will start to see some of the the palms get sweaty, I think. Sunday night football is Miami in New England. Tua versus Matt Jones, Brad. Patriots plus
2: a field goal. I went Dolphins minus three and a half.
0: Ooh. This would be interesting. I went two and a half. Um and the press was at 3.1. The market. Market is at two. Basically across the board. Um. So Arjun, you are the you are a full point and a half and over a key number. Rolling yeah. with this one, of
2: course. Yeah, I'm going to be taking my my guy Mike McDaniel and, and Tua in this matchup. I mean, they they the, the Dolphins just looked incredible today. Um, I don't know how much I how much stock I put into this. Tua hasn't lost versus Belichick yet, even though maybe he hasn't played as big of a part in, in contributing to wins <laughs> uh, earlier in his career, but um, I don't know. I just don't think that the Patriots have the horses to play man. Like they like to do against the dolphins. Like you don't want to play man unless you're pressing up. I'm not, some, I'm not sure that's something that they want to trust rookie Christian Gonzalez with in his second career NFL regular season game. Um, the dolphins defense was pretty bad today. I think the Fangio defenses do, do go through a little bit of a, uh, adjustment period early in the regular season, but the, the Patriots offense is nothing to really worry about. Um, You know, Mac Jones did throw for like over 300 yards, and I think he had about like three or four big-time throws. But uh, I think the Dolphins' defense will readjust. Uh, They were missing three starters, the Patriots' O-line, and Jalen Phillips, I think, is ascending to be one of the best edge rushers in the game, and I think he should have his way with this Patriots' offensive line. So I think there's a lot of matchup advantages for the Dolphins across the board, uh, and considering that Tua, I think, has – again the qb wins thing but has he has never lost to belichick and i think that's something that we will see continue on on prime next week
1: yeah mac jones look good uh on throws 10 plus yards uh, in the first half alone five of six 77 yards two touchdowns i well, think you get five big time throws actually in that game um i still do lean dolphins uh for sure Man, i'll join i'll join
0: Yard, why not you guys are racking racking them up um I am a little, just a little concerned because I thought that the Dolphins' defense was pretty, pretty porous, and I was actually impressed with what the Patriots did, despite the fact that they have no one that you're even ter- remotely scared of. Um, they were kind of running wide open, but I'm going to join you guys here, um, especially given uh, the fact that you know the Patriots are not particularly deep in the secondary. I think it's just going to be really, really tough uh, to defend those guys. Um, all right, two Monday night football games. The New Orleans Saints, Brad's New Orleans Saints, and the Carolina Panthers. Wow, this is gonna be a double header here. People are gonna have to get through the first game to watch the second one. That's brutal. Um, or are they are they doing them debt right after or are they are they kind of like overlapping? Do we know?
1: Good check. I gotta pulled up here.
0: Uh, 7, no, I and think eight, they're overlapping. Yeah, yeah. Thank 11. God. Thank God. Um, okay, New Orleans New Orleans, and Carolina, Brad.
2: I had the Panthers plus two and a half. I went uh, Saints minus three.
0: Yes, I did that as well. Uh, that Carolina Panthers team was not getting enough respect or not getting that much respect from me to go under three. Uh, and the press was basically dead on it, 2.8. Uh, this is three. Brad, you're the only one that's off market. You do anything with us?
1: I'm inclined. I mean, I'm just overreacting and just like remembering Derek Carr stinking. Um, but it's, it's Mike Vrabel. So, no, that, it's an overreaction. But um, I don't think the Saints are going to get any pressure uh, on Bryce Young. But he, he looked like a, uh, a rookie today. So, no.
0: I'm excited for this one. I'm curious where you guys landed here Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This one is in Pittsburgh, Brad. Pittsburgh plus one
2: and a half. I went uh, Steelers plus two and a half.
0: I went a full three, full field goal. Um, press is at 2.3. And the market is with you guys. It looks like they are one and a half, I would say. FanDuel is mm-hmm. at one and a half. DraftKings at one. Um I think one is where most of the even money options are. Yeah, let's call it one actually. DraftKings at one even minus one ten on both sides. Circa as well. Um FanDuel is at minus one and a half, minus one oh five for the Browns, plus, uh, minus one fifteen for the Steelers. Okay, we'll call it we'll call it one. Um I'm gonna bet this. Um The reason I'm going to bet it is that the Pittsburgh Steelers got dominated up front. I think that the Cleveland Browns can do that as well. I think miles Garrett um, has uh, destroyed a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback in the past. I think he can do it again. (laughs) Um, Deontay Johnson got, uh, got banged up in that game. Brad, I don't know what our uh, belief is on whether he can play or not. Um, But I think this is another game where, I don't think Deshaun Watson has to be super impressive uh, for them to do well. And, um, yeah, I may regret this because, like, unlike Tomlin team going 0-2 is, you know, you don't see that happen that often. But, uh, yeah, I like Cleveland here.
1: I respect it. I want to join you. I'm not going to, though. I am taking the under 42 and a half. I love it. I do not think Deontay Johnson plays in this game. It was a hamstring. It looked kind of bad. I wouldn't be surprised he's yeah. out for a while. I think both offensive lines are going to get beat at times. Uh, Duwan Jones is probably going to start this game. I think Jack Conklin might be out for the year, the right tackle for the Browns. It mm-hmm. sounded pretty bad. And as good as Jones is, obviously this like great story, one of the best value picks maybe of the entire draft already because he's I mean, now the starting right tackle. TJ Watt's going to beat him for two more sacks and be at five plus sacks, you know, through, through two weeks. Um, I think both defensive lines dominate the opposing offensive lines, and we see an ugly, ugly football
2: game. I dig it. Yeah, I yeah. Um I'm gonna bet this. Uh yeah, I'm gonna be betting the Browns. I was gonna take the Steelers as a teaser legs so I probably have to take off my Niners' teaser leg because I don't have a second one to pair it with. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy a teaser leg, but then I looked at their injuries. <laughs> Johnson's probably going to miss next week. Rokafor, uh, who's, who's the Steelers' right tackle, Oka-Okafor? had a concussion. Yeah. So if he's out, I mean, we're looking at Dan Moore, and I don't even know if they'd move Roderick Jones to the right side, which means it's probably going to be even worse player than him against Miles Garrett, uh, Oboe, and, um, and Zadari Smith the the niners today had 26 pressures uh among their defense collectively uh second year guy drake jackson had three sacks and so i think the i think the browns defensive line is better than the browns and i was really i really like some of their blitz packages they were sending and overall the the browns uh, secondary uh, corners at least i think are better than the, than the um than the niners and i'm not too worried about them stopping the run just because i think of how good their defensive line is. So yeah, I'm going to be taking our brownies here and we're going to see a masterclass from them. If we get Denzel
1: Ward on George Pickens, I think he might set a record for the fewest average yards of separation (laughs) per route run. Like I think it'll just be zero. Like I think him and Denzel Ward will just run the routes together throughout the entire afternoon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have the same number of catches as well. Yeah, probably.
2: Probably. (laughs)
0: um yeah our uh our picket over over interceptions prop has a chance to get a few more to the good here um this is gonna be a fun week a lot of really good games here i counted i think there's like six or seven games that i legitimately very excited to to watch cleveland pittsburgh miami new england jets dallas uh niners rams seahawks lions um Jeff, sorry, uh, Chiefs, Jags, Ravens, Bengals, Raiders, Bills, uh, Vikings, and Eagles. So it's a good slate. Um, Hope you enjoyed the new look to the Sunday Night Pod. If you didn't get a chance to enter, um, we will be sending out individual scorecards to your email. So if you did guess the lines, you'll get what yours were um, compared to the actual line, how that compared to the rest of the people that played in the contest. Uh, We'll share that out uh, and tweet it as well. If we get our, you know what, together, maybe we'll do that live uh, on the podcast next week as we go forward. Um, but uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll write up our favorite picks. You can find those at pff.com uh, early tomorrow morning. It will be up there. It'll be some combination of what you saw here, but we we'll do a little bit of uh, kind of further refinement and figure out which ones that we, we like the most. And you can get those with the PFF Plus subscription on pff.com and the PFF app. That's it for week one, fellas. Got one more. I think we have the Jets uh, in our Circa Millions uh, contest. So we will be big Aaron Rodgers fans. Um, if if the New York Jets can't win on freaking 9 11, then uh, in Aaron Rodgers' first game, then, then there's not much hope for them at all. That they need redemption uh, in that building. My God, the Giants fans were leaving at like, halftime. That was brutal. Um, So uh, I think that place will be rocking tomorrow. Uh, That was our podcast. Love you all. Peace.